This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 58, Your Inner Mean Girls. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Miss Unstoppable. I hope you're ready for this because today's episode is gonna shake the ground beneath your feet. At least it did for me when I learned about this concept years ago from my coach. Up until this point, when I was in coaching with her, I thought there was something wrong with me. In fact, I went to a therapist for an entire year, every single week, and that was the goal. Figure out what is wrong with me. And she did a great job of that. She put me down as having anxiety and depression. And yes, on paper, did I have those things at that time? Yes. But she was so wrong about what was truly going on with me. What I had was an inner mean girl. Yes. An inner mean girl, my friend. And you have one too, not to freak you out. But it's just part of the human brain and the human experience. We have this part of our brain called the amygdala, where we store all of our emotions. And inside of that lives these voices called the inner mean girl. And once you know that they're there and you know what they're saying to you, because a lot of times what they say to us is on repeat day after day after day. It's somewhere it's like we have 40,000 thoughts a day. 80% of them are negative and something like 80 or 90% are the thoughts that we repeated the day before. Well, not after you discover your inner mean girl, you're going to see exactly what she's telling you, exactly why she's holding you back. And then you can start to live in a place that feels amazing. Because when I went to therapy and then coaching, it was, I just want to feel the way I want to feel. I want to do the things I want to do. I want to be the person I want to be. And why the hell can I not do that? I don't understand why I'm stuck. And knowing my inner mean girl and knowing how to overcome her was what started to change the game for me. Now, typically these trainings are ones I just give to paying clients in my Become an Unstoppable Woman course, but today I'm gonna unlock the doors for you to listen into this training, just like you would a paying client, because I believe this information is so powerful that everybody needs to know about it. It is game changer. Okay, so hopefully you're at a place where you can really tune in and listen to this one. This may be one you listen to on repeat, and it may be an episode for you to realize, hey, maybe it's time for me to start coaching instead of sitting around just listening to free content and kind of put my money where my mouth is and change my freaking life. All right, but today, regardless, I want you to just have this content so that you can start to make even more changes in your life to reassure you that this shit works. Okay. (laughs) I don't drop the S bomb on this podcast that often, but I'm going to do it here because today's episode again is so amazing. 
All right, so today I'm covering what an inner mean girl is, why we have an inner mean girl, the seven primary voices of an inner mean girl, what it is your inner mean girl really wants and how to shift to that instead of being in this place where she's just kind of eating you alive and putting you down in essence. And then just teaching you how to move forward with this voice now. A lot of times once we bring awareness to this voice, we can hear her more and more. It's like we almost give her a microphone. And then it's just very game changer. And two, the biggest thing I think is you realize there's nothing wrong with you. Not one thing. I don't care what you've been diagnosed with. There's nothing wrong with you. You just have an inner mean girl voice who has some thoughts and beliefs and causes you to have some behaviors that you can start to change. And the reason why she has those thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors is because of things that have happened to you in your past. She's trying to keep you safe. She's really here to support you and to protect you, but she's just doing it in a way that doesn't serve you anymore. So I'm hoping you gain all that today. I hope this episode is as, as much of a game changer for you as it was for me and what it is for my clients. It's almost like there's this moment in time before you know about your inner mean girls and then after you know about them. Now, just to give you a little insight is I call this voice your inner mean girls. The psychology world calls it the voice of your ego. You can see many terms on this. There's like shadow self, false self, conditioned self. You know, people make up all kinds of silly names for it. I just call it inner mean girl because as I was developing my courses years ago, I just thought, ah, oh, you know, these words, they just don't represent it what it means to me. And I just thought of the movie Mean Girls and I thought of Regina George and I just thought, yes, that's it. She's just this inner mean girl in my head. Now I've seen that other coaches have gone out and use this term too. That's great and awesome. They've even like registered it and they use it that way. Just know this is a download from my own consciousness that I had one day. And actually other coaches who have used it, they had like a similar download. Um, as I've seen kind of their data come out, we all kind of put this term out at the same time. So props to them, but just know this is a term that I use for it. You can say whatever the heck you want to it, but this is just the voice that's in your head that makes you feel like there's something wrong with you when there's really not. So I hope you enjoy this training. I hope it's as eye-opening for you as it was for me. Without further ado, here it is. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Welcome to week three of the course. This is video one. Today we're talking about the inner mean girl and who she is. So specifically today, we're going to talk about, as I said, what an inner mean girl is and what kind of behaviors she has versus what your authentic self behaviors are. And I'm going to explain what both of those terms mean here if you're confused. And then we're going to talk about when an inner mean girl emerges. Get ready. Today's content's going to rock your world. All right. So who is an inner mean girl? Otherwise known as the ego in the psychology world, there's many different terms for it. I just call it the inner mean girl because that's how I view it. But this is the storehouse of your conditioned behavior. So all the things that have happened to you in your life, it gets stored in this part of your brain called the amygdala. And this is where all those things get played on repeat. Remember that one time when this person made fun of you? Remember when this happened at home and your parents said this or did this, right? So typically it's all these negative things that have happened to you. And so your brain has this part of you that says, okay, these things have happened to me. And so what I'm going to do is moving forward. I'm going to keep myself safe and secure so those things never happen to me again. 
So the brain likes to, to see things in black and white terms, right? So if you, for example, go out and you make a speech when you're in the fifth grade, it bombs, your brain may develop a belief or a thought from that of, you know, there's something wrong with me or I'm never going to put myself out again because I get embarrassed. And whereas some of that serves you in some ways, right, to, you know, have an experience and then have learning lessons from that, it doesn't serve you in other ways because some of those takeaways or learning lessons aren't necessarily something you want to put in your entire world and believe about the entire world and about yourself, right? So you don't want to continue to think, if I put myself out there, I'm going to get hurt, yeah? Because that was just one instance at one time. But your brain thinks, oh, okay, if I start to believe this, then I'm going to keep myself safe. And so this is why a lot of women, they come to me and say, Lindsay, I just feel stuck. Well, they feel stuck because their brain has developed all these beliefs about things that have happened to them and their inner mean girl, in essence, lives in their mind and it repeats these different beliefs or thoughts on repeat in a way where they can't really even hear them. And so they're like, oh, I want to go do all these big things in my life. But for whatever reason, I just feel really stuck to go do it. Or when I think about it, it makes me feel anxious. Or I just feel like I have all this weight on my back and I feel overwhelmed and all these other things, right? Well, that's because these things have happened to them and their inner mean girl is telling them not to expand their comfort zone for that reason. So she was built for protection. She thinks she's helping you out. She thinks she's doing a really great thing. And at one point in your life, likely as a child, she was. You know, you may have grown up in a home environment that wasn't ideal. We all have something that we're walking away with from childhood. And for some of us, that childhood was harmful in a lot of ways. And so we needed this kind of inner mean girl protector to get us through those hard times in our life. But we're out of those experiences now. We don't need her to hold us back anymore. So you know your inner mean girl mentality when you are doing the following things. One, you have limited thinking. So you're thinking, oh, I can't do go do X, Y, Z. That would be, you know, too out of this world or irresponsible or women don't do that or people like me don't go do that, right? So I had this when I became a coach. I thought, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Coaches don't make money. And who sits around talking about their feelings? Who is it that's going to want a life coach? I need to just stick in the corporate world. Well, my brain was just in this really limited thinking from my inner mean girl because of all this conditioned behavior I had about being an entrepreneur or leaving the corporate world and talking about feelings and again, just not knowing what was possible for me. So I just felt really limited at that time. So if you're having limited thinking, you're in your inner mean girl. Also, if you have negative thinking, so any kind of negative thoughts that are coming in your head, like, oh, I can't do this or look at her, she's blah, 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 and having judgment or feeling sad, or angry, or shameful, you know, all those kind of what we decide as icky feelings, right? That is coming from your inner mean girl. Also, if you're doubting yourself in any way, that's from your inner mean girl, okay? So think about that. Think how many times a day you miss doubt yourself. I still catch myself doubting myself. That is an inner mean girl. And no, too, your inner mean girl is typically unconscious. As I said earlier, she's behind the scenes kind of whispering to you, about things to do in your life and you have no idea. So our goal now is to bring her to the conscious mind. Anytime we can bring things to the awareness, we're getting it out of this inner mean girl state. Also, she's inauthentic. So she does things and says things that really aren't true to you. You know, I caught myself just years ago laughing at a joke somebody was telling and I realized, you know, I don't even think that joke is funny. 
but I've just been conditioned to laugh at jokes, especially jokes that men tell because I just knew that they liked that. And I realized that was just totally inauthentic to me. And that was part of my inner mean girl. Okay. Another quality of an inner mean girl is she loves conditionally. If so-and-so does X, Y, Z, then I will love them. If so-and-so doesn't do X, Y, Z, I won't love them. So some of us experience this as children, right? If our parents said, you know, you need to make all A's and you need to try out for this and do this and, and all this. I see this even with my, um, my daughter's father with her. She'll, he'll just put all these kind of demands on her achievements. And that's coming from a conditionally loving place. Same with if you're correcting weaknesses in yourself or in others, that's coming from an inner mean girl. Now, that doesn't mean we don't need to see weaknesses. We don't need to improve upon things. You know, sometimes people, when they hear about this inner mean girl mentality, they're like, what a bunch of fluff or what a bunch of BS. You know, if we just walk around being positive all the time, that's just silly. And that's not what we're doing here. We're just going to come to seeing mistakes or errors or negative things, whatever you want to call them, in a way that's not so negative. We're going to come to them and come to them in a problem-solving way versus a demeaning way, okay? And I'll teach you more about that in a bit. Also, if you just have this kind of unaware and you're reactive to feelings, so something happens to you and you just react, and then you think, oh gosh, man, I really lost my temper there, and I just felt like I was out of control with my emotions, that's your inner mean girl, okay? So the thing is, is that this inner mean girl, she lives in these icky emotions, as I said, these negative feelings. So anytime you're feeling something that just doesn't feel good to you, that's your inner mean girl. She also, you know, on paper will show up as disorders and illnesses. You know, I mentioned many times in my story, I've been diagnosed with things like depression and anxiety. Was that true on paper? Absolutely. But it was really just my inner mean girl. You know, even bigger disorders and things that are out there, that is really just stemming from an inner mean girl, okay? She really just makes you feel unstable and weak and stuck. So anytime you're feeling those things, unstable, weak, or stuck, that is coming from your inner mean girl. All right, so let's flip it. You have this other part of you called the authentic self. And this part of you is the God-given part of you or the part of you that when you were born, what you were meant to be in the world, okay? That's why people love babies and they love toddlers so much because they just have this glow about them, right? And when we see certain people that are grownups in our world too, and we're just attracted to them, it's usually because they're living in this authentic self place. So people tell me all the time that I'm glowy or that I just look so happy happy. Well, that's because I've learned how to build upon and tap into my authentic self. So when you're in your authentic self mentality, you're imaginative, you have positive thinking, you're creative, you're original, you're confident, you love unconditionally. So you look at everybody in the world, even people who you may not agree with in really, really big ways, and you still love them. You're strengths focused. So you're seeing mistakes, right? But you're focused on strengths and how to make it better and how to bring out the best in people instead of bring them down. You have this highest infinite thinking. So you see possibility constantly and you're constantly living in a state of inspiration and imagination, as I keep saying. So when I say constantly to know that this inner mean girl part of you is always going to be there. And if you have 
you know, ways in which you doubt yourself sometimes, or you're feeling these quote unquote negative feelings, that doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. It just means you're not in your authentic self and that's okay. Some people will come to me and after they learn this stuff and think, oh my gosh, well, I just, I need to be in my authentic self all the time. Well, being in our inner mean girl is part of the human experience. You know, it's just like, when we have hot, we wouldn't know hot without cold or dark without light or black without white, right? We wouldn't know the authentic self without the inner mean girl. And so both of these, we want them to start working together because right now what's happening in your brain is your inner mean girl is likely driving where you're going in your life. And so you're doing all of these behaviors that aren't really authentic to you. You're seeking outside validation you're kind of triggered by all of these different things. And so you're managing those triggers by again, doing things that aren't authentic to you. You're turning to distractions to make yourself feel better and so on and so forth. Well, what we want to do is we want to get the authentic self in the driver's seat of your head and leading you because that's where you're going to start to feel amazing. You're going to start to feel fulfillment. You're going to start to get what you want out of life. And so we want these two to be best friends because right now inner mean girl has totally pushed your authentic self out of the car likely. You know, it depends on what other work you've done, right? And as we go through this awesome, uh, I can't talk this unstoppable course, we want it to be where your authentic self is getting closer and closer to that driver's seat. Okay. The last thing I want to say about the authentic self mentality is that you're aware and you're responsive to feelings. So you know why you're feeling the way you feel when something comes at you that's, you know, maybe a little triggering. You don't have to be so reactive. You can sit there, you can take it in for what it is, and then you can respond in a very loving, kind, but firm way. Okay. So those are the differences between the two. So why does the inner mean girl come about? Well, as I said, she's trying to keep you safe and secure. She thinks she's built for protection to help you out. But when you're a kid, your emotional brain is growing quickly. You know, if you look at kids, this is why they're so emotional is because that amygdala part of their brain is growing rapidly, but the logical part of their brain isn't. It's not until we're in our mid twenties, is it all even out? And so this is why Typically, you know, you even see like early 20-somethings or teenagers still making silly mistakes a lot and being highly emotional. Well, that's just the primary part of their brain. And so they're taking in all this, this stuff around them. They're learning about the world while their emotional brain is in the driver's seat. And so it just makes sense at some point in our lives for the logical part of us to kind of take the, the driver's seat, aka that authentic self. And it's really unfortunate that we're not teaching this kind of work to everybody in the world because everybody needs to be doing this. This is just part of the human experience. It's just part of having a human brain is to go in and do this work that you're doing right now. So what happens too is, as I said, your inner mean girl experiences these things in the world and then develops these thoughts or beliefs about them. And as you know, in this course, we call those bullet holes, right? And then from there, because you have these beliefs about the world, you develop habits off of that. So if you, you know, have this belief that if you go out and shine, you're going to get hurt. Well, you're going to have habits now where you're not going to go out and shine. You're going to stay behind. You're not going to want to be seen as much because you have that belief. Okay. So this is why you are who you are today is based on what has happened to you and the habits from what has happened to you, but it doesn't have to be that way anymore. It's time for us now to go in and change. Well, first analyze what you're thinking and then go in and change that so that you can create different actions and results for your life. 
All right, so now let's dig a little bit deeper and let's talk about the different intermingrel types because there's seven different types of intermingrels and you likely have all seven of these, but some of them come out at different points in your life and some of them are just stronger than others, okay? So we're also gonna talk about too what you attract when you're in this intermingrel mindset and you're gonna get a resource on how to find your primary intermingrel voices, okay? So type number one of the inner mean girls is called the pleaser. So this one is pretty well known. We're talking about it more and more in our society to be a people pleaser, right? Especially for women. But the qualities of this persona is that you're sweet and docile. You tend to overpromise, but you underdeliver, and you blend in with your those around you. Many times you're a chameleon in your world. You're walking into a room and you're wanting to study everybody and maybe be in the back corner until you've figured out the room around you. Or even if you do put yourself out there, you're kind of looking to others to see what it is that they need or what they want, and you're giving it to them. And many times this is just so innate within you. And you've been doing this for so long, you don't even see that you're doing this. So it's it, again, it's just really important. You start to understand as you move forward in your life and you're making decisions or you're just showing up in different spaces, asking yourself, is what I'm doing right now truly what I want to be doing? Is this truly authentic to me or am I just pleasing the people around me? So I'll give you an example in my own life. Recently, my son had a birthday and we got like one of these balloon arch things. And when I met the woman who was going to do the balloon arch, she just was like over promising all of these things to us. And really, I was just like, here's the balloon arch, you know, do what you can. I, I was ready for her to just tell me what she could do and couldn't do. But she was like, oh, I can do all these things. And, you know, just like going all out in this. And I could already feel from her. She really wanted me to like her and really wanted to please me. Whereas I just really wanted her to give it to me straight. Like, what can you do and what can you not do? So she promised me this big thing and then she promised that she would get it to me by this certain date. And then that date arrived and I was like, okay, where's the balloon arch? You said you were coming between these hours. And then all of a sudden she just shifted on me. Well, I have all this going on and da, 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 da. And, and this is what happens a lot with pleasers is they promise, promise, promise. They really want to please you. And then when they find themselves backed into a corner, they'll start to get mad and they'll start to blow up. It's very common for pleasers to just be sweet and docile. Then all of a sudden they have these big blow ups. Okay. And so she started to blow up on me a little bit. And I'm like, listen, you're the one that told me between one and 3 PM. I've arranged my schedule for this. Where are you? So then she comes and then she's super sweet and docile again. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've just been so stressed. And then like back into the pleaser mentality. Right. And so then when she left, like the balloon arch was great and, you know, it was fine, but the whole experience wasn't that great. And this is what happens a lot with pleasers. They think that they're going to please the people around them, but really a lot of people just feel like a little disappointed in what they've delivered because they've overpromised things and you can tell that they have this nervous energy about them. And so it's just, it's hard to get to know pleasers too sometimes. And you can just feel that they're really wanting your approval. Okay. So if you find yourself in these kinds of qualities, you have a high intermingle pleaser. The second type of intermingle is called the critic. Again, a very popular one for women. And it's popular because this is how many women relate to one another by criticizing themselves and criticizing others. And this is why women gossip, right? 
it makes them feel good to go and have these hits of endorphins from gossiping because too, when you have a high inner critic, it's beating you up all day. So many times it's really nice for your critic to beat up somebody else for just a few minutes. It's like, oh, it's off of me, right? So a critic tends to be full of regrets. It tends to think, oh, I coulda, shoulda, woulda. I, if I just would have gone to school, if I, sh- I should have dated this person instead of this person, or I could have done this if I would have had X, Y, Z, right? So again, full of regrets of all the things in the past that has gone wrong. And they tend to take responsibility for fault a lot of times because remember, they're beating themselves up all the time. And so they see their shortcomings constantly. And so when something goes wrong, they'll be the first to say, oh, I'm so sorry. Sorry. That's a big one for them. I'm sorry. 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 Ugh inner critic right there because they can never win with an inner critic. When I'm dealing with my own inner critic or a client's, I make it very well known to them as I say, do you see that with your critic, you can never win? If you go and get help, then you're, then there's something wrong with you, right? If you don't go get help, why aren't you getting help? Go get help. You need to go do this. It's, it's like, again, you can never win with this voice. It beats you up constantly. And then it's beating up other people, which doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to talk about other people and put other people down. But yet sometimes that's all you have because you're so tired of that voice beating you up. Okay. So when I first learned about these inner mean girl personas, my top two were the pleaser and the critic. So if you are relating to these, just know I have been there, my friend. It is not enjoyable. I called my inner mean girl at one time the witch because she was just so mean to me. And I got my inner mean girl passed down to me from my mom. My mom was very critical of me and very critical of others. And that's very common here is that typically we take on, you know, the thoughts and beliefs of our parents or the people who have raised us. And so if they have certain inner mean girl or boy personas, they will pass that down to us. Okay. So that was type two, the critic. This is type three now, the perfectionist. So the perfectionist loves to control habits to achieve the best. They're very competitive. They can almost be a little OCD in essence of, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this because they want everything to go just right. And because they want everything to go just right and they want to be the best, that's why they're competitive, right? And they can get lost in the details sometimes with these never ending projects. They always have a project. They always have something they want to improve, something they want to get better at. And so they get lost in the details of that too, because they want everything to be so amazing. So if you are constantly in one project after another, if you find yourself just in the weeds of details, if you find yourself controlling your rehabits to a place where maybe you even joke that you have OCD, then you likely have a high perfectionist. I see this one in my husband a lot. He's very routine and regimented with everything that he does. He is very competitive as well. And um, we joke that he has OCD. And that's really just him with his perfectionist and wanting to be so perfect and so good. If you're big into the Enneagram, this is one that type ones tend to have is the perfectionist and also the critic. And so my husband's a one. And so I just see this in him all the time. And I've seen this in myself too, especially when I started my business years ago, is that every single thing had to be perfect all the time and everything that I did. And of course, because I was new at it and, you know, just the the rate of which business moves and changes, especially as an entrepreneur, I couldn't be perfect. And so I just was constantly wanting to um, be perfect and, and uh, just feeling like I didn't add up. And so that was my inner critic coming out, right? And so I just get lost in the details of things instead of just moving forward in my business and and helping more people. And in essence, too, making money, right? 
So that's a lot of times with the perfectionists, they're just like lost in these details when they just don't need those details. <laughs> they just need to be good enough and then move on. All right, so type four inner mean girl is actually a newer one in my world and it's called the vacillator. So I learned about six of these inner mean girls in my own coach training school with the Gardner Institute. And this type, the vacillator, is one that I learned when I went through um, coaching in my marriage. And I was suggested to read the book, How We Love, and it's all about attachment styles. And they talked about, in essence, what they would consider like intermingle types. And they had some very similar, if not the same ones that I have here, but they had one called the vacillator. And it was actually the one that I tested highest for, and it blew me away. And I thought, how did I not learn about this before? How did my coaching school not learn about the vacillator? Because it's it's based off of attachment. And a lot of these intermingle personas are. So attachment is just the way in which we're raised and how we attached to our parents. Well, the vacillator comes about when you have a parent who is maybe very loving and kind at some points and very involved. And then all of a sudden they're not. And so it's like in, out, up, down. I don't know who I'm going to get today, Jekyll or Hyde, right? And so that starts to develop in you is you start to have this black and white thinking with things of things are either good or they're bad. You also just really, really hate connection and loss because you experienced it so much as a child where a parent was in, they were available, maybe they were present, and then all of a sudden they weren't. And so you were just constantly feeling this loss of this parent versus, you know, some parents are just always MIA, right? And so that's a different kind of attachment. But when you have a parent that's like in and out and in and out, it develops this mindset of you're feeling like you're on this roller coaster ride. And so you'll have high highs and then you'll have low lows. And so when I meet with vacillators now as clients, it's typically these really passionate people. Like they just have a passion for life and they're like, Lindsay, I want to go all in and I want to create all this amazing stuff. And here are the things I'm passionate about. And then they have things that they're very passionate about that they don't like. So again, right, black and white thinking. And they'll be like so great in some moments and have these huge highs in their lives. And then all of a sudden something will happen and it's like everything's gone wrong. They don't want to... Um, continue with doing whatever they've started. They want to back out of things. So again, it's like something's either all good or all bad. I'm all in or they're all out. And sometimes it's just one little thing will trigger it. Like someone will say something that's off or maybe one day they'll miss a habit that they're working on and it's like, screw it. I'm done. I can't do this. And it's like, whoa, wait a second. Let's reframe. Okay. So again, as I said, I just learned about my own inner vacillator. It was a game changer for me. And it was so eye-opening for me to learn about this. And as I'm working with clients on this vacillator, it has opened their eyes in so many ways. You know, I'll spot it in them all the time of, you know, something will happen. I'll say, oop, that's your vacillator. Oop, that's your critic. So a lot of it today is what I'm teaching you is this content, right? But then starting to see it in your everyday world, that's where the change really happens because you've had these inner mean girl voices since you were a kid. It's like a warm blanket to you to have this inner mean girl. It feels comfortable. It feels safe, right? She thinks she's keeping you secure until you start to um, analyze your behaviors in different ways and saying, whoa, okay, now I see where I'm holding myself back. Now I see this as inner mean girl, right? So that's the vacillator. 
Type five is the doubter or the victim. So you can use this term kind of interchangeably. I like to say that a doubter is just, is like a higher level uh, and that's not maybe the right words here, but a victim is like is like a really, really heavy doubter, okay? So it's like the doubter times two. So if you have an inner doubter, you just doubt yourself a lot. Sometimes you feel sorry for yourself. The big thing here though, is you tend to look very, very busy and you're doing so many things, but you're not really having a lot to show for it. Um, and you tend to sabotage opportunity often because you just kind of think, well, I really doubt my abilities. And so you go in with that mentality and then others doubt you. And then um, in essence, because you doubt your abilities and you think you can't do it, you self-sabotage. And then when it gets really bad and you've been doing this for a while or you've been just in an environment where people have likely put you down for a long time, you're in a victim mentality. And this is typically when people are going to counseling and of course, this is generalizing, right? We can all go to counseling. But but if somebody comes to me and they are really, really high in the victim mentality, that's a big sign they need to go to counseling. But if somebody's coming to me and just saying, oh, Lindsay, I have these inner doubts and I'm just kind of really busy, but it just seems like, what the hell am I doing all day? And, you know, there are times when I just, just feel like I'm in a funk. Like I just feel shame and I feel humiliation and things of that sort. I'm like, oh, okay, you just have a high inner doubter, all right? So just, just realize anytime you're doubting yourself, you're doubting your abilities, maybe you're self-sabotaging, you're really busy, that's your inner doubter slash victim. Now, inner mean girl type six is the controller. So this one just tends to be bigger in men, but I have of course seen it in women, especially in women who have been in childhoods where they had to be tough and maybe they were abused even physically. So this part of them just came out to control situations. And so um, they tend to have really big anger outbursts, especially if they feel out of control with something. And if something goes wrong, they tend to view it as other people's faults because again, they want to to feel like they're in control. And so they feel like they can control themselves. And so that if they blame other people, it's like, oh, it's all their fault. I'm the one who's totally in control here. And they really expect loyal soldiers around them because they've likely been let down so often as kids and hurt and maybe some big ways, they expect that around them. And anytime they get hurt, it's like um, just triggering those old wounds, right? So you know you have the control if you just have a lot of anger, you feel really uneasy with a lack of control. So like right now, as I'm recording this, the coronavirus is going on. And so I hear people all the time, it's like, oh, corona, corona, or there's just so much uncertainty. It's so much lack of control. I'm like, I don't think there's a lack of control at all because I don't have a high controller. I don't feel like I need to control the world at all. But for a controller, it feels very scary to them, okay? So just know if you feel like you just feel like you need a lot of control in your life, you likely have a high controller. Now, the last inner mean girl type we're going to talk about is the avoider. Now, we all have the avoider because our brain doesn't like to feel our feelings. It doesn't like to approach, you know, uncomfortable or hard or difficult, however you want to word it, situations or feelings. And so we want to avoid. And, and the avoider tends to lurk in the back of our brains, because again, it doesn't want to be seen. It's an avoider. Yeah. So they tend to just avoid difficult situations and, um, and just try to avoid our feelings. So a lot of times these other intermingle personas are kind of a front 
to cover up our avoider. So we may have a controller that comes out in front and we're really controlling and we might have these anger outbursts in our in our world. But deep down, what really is happening there is just an avoider who doesn't want to feel emotions. So it kind of, you know, high fives other uh, inner mean girls and says, you go deal with these problems, but I'm going to lurk in the back so that, so that I don't have, you know, this person feel their feelings and their emotions. And so... When an avoider is really, really strong, though, it comes from a childhood where there was a lot of value and independence and an achievement and what you did. And there wasn't a lot of space being held for emotions and any kind of emotional support. So I used to have a very different view of the avoider. Um, Again, my coach training school gave me the avoider information, but it wasn't quite right, to be honest with you. When I dug deeper in the how we love stuff that I mentioned earlier, that's when I got a really good grasp on avoider. And um, I see this a lot with my clients too, because they're coming to me as go-getter women, achieve, 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 right? And so they grew up in these environments likely where it was, you know, you achieve to earn your worth. And we expect these certain things for you. And we want you to be an independent, strong person, which is great. There's great aspects of that. But they weren't taught how to feel their feelings. And they weren't given the space to just be instead of just, you know, be this achiever, right? And so a lot of times, you know, they tend to undervalue relationships and feelings because they didn't have a lot of close relationships growing up. They weren't that close with their family, And so they don't really know, you know, what's the point of having close relationships or I don't even know what that looks like. So I relate to this so much because I definitely grew up in a family like this. And um, I didn't explore all of this kind of work with my own avoider and I mean girl until very recently because again, she was lurking in the back and I didn't have a good enough knowledge on her until I did more work. And so um, I started to see, yeah, like I just think me being independent all the time and I can do it on my own is a great thing, which again, it's great in some ways, but I didn't have a lot of close relationships. um, And there were just a deeper layer of feelings that I needed to fill about things. Okay. And the last thing I want to just say here about the avoider is um, just really reiterate the independence thing. You know, if you really think like, I got this on my own, I'm independent, I don't need anybody, that's a big sign that deep down you have an inner avoider. And the avoider, the primary emotion is sadness. So, you know, we don't want to feel sad. (laughs) It's uncomfortable. And, you know, for a lot of us, we label that as weak to feel sad. And so just know, though, that sadness is really what it is that we need to feel and express in ourselves to be able to grow and move on. Okay. So what do you attract when you're in your inner mean girl voice? Well, a lot of different things. If you're in the pleaser mindset, you likely ignore yourself so others take advantage of you. If you're in the critic mindset, people will criticize you. Because think about it. If you're criticizing yourself or criticizing others, people are going to dish that back out to you. Yeah? Perfectionists, you're seen as imperfect because you just focus in on so many imperfections. You know, when I've been in this mindset, someone will come to me and say, great presentation. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, thank you so much. But did you see slide five? I had a typo on it. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 you're right, right? And so they start seeing the imperfections in you because you believe you're imperfect. A vacillator, people will be disappointed by you because they're like, who is this person? Is she happy? Is she sad? Is she in? Is she out? I don't know. So I'm just like so confused and it's disappointing because I thought I was signing up for one thing, but now she's like a whole nother person. I used to get this from guys all the time when I was dating. They were like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. You're so perfect. And I would think, oh, just wait until you see the other side of me. 
and that was my vacillator that would come out and just start like pushing them away because I just was so used to having connection and then somebody leaving and having connection and someone leaving. And so, whew, yeah. So then they started feeling really disappointed in me because they're like, who is this? Yeah. The doubter victim, people will doubt you because you doubt yourself. And the controller, you give off force versus power. So people many times will be like, man, I don't want to be around that. Some people will be attracted to that. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You know, if we think about like right now with Donald Trump, take politics aside, like him or hate him, I don't care. But I'm just saying to some people like that, to others, like to me, he is definitely in a controller mindset. He gives off a lot of force. And then there's sometimes when he kind of backs away from that and, and he's, he's more powerful, right? And so it's, it's so interesting in, in a lot of ways. Yes. So just realize that, that you can, um, you can balance that out. We'll talk more how to balance that out here in a bit in another video, but it's it's very interesting. And the last thing is if you're in the avoider mindset, people will avoid you. They just won't want to be around you because it's like, I don't want to be around that person. Like they're just so low energy. All right. So in your workbook, you have an intermean girl assessment. If you haven't yet taken it, go take it. It will help you determine what your primary voices are. And uh, that's it for this training video. So I'll see you on the next one. Bye, Miss Unstoppable. All right, my friend, I hope you loved getting that information. I know it was so mind-blowing for me, but realize that content is only half of the equation. It's content plus coaching that equals massive, massive change. And you heard me mention that there's an Entering Girl Assessment. I do just leave that in my course, but I do have a printable for you in the show notes if you want just a quick, easy one pager on the different Entering Girl types, um, the different voices, so that you can just quickly spot them more and more in your life. Knowing this content is so life-changing, and I really hope you'll take it and start to spot it more in your life. Now, if you are ready to start coaching with me, just know there's a new process at hand here. So what you do is you just go to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-E, Preston.com forward slash apply. You'll see all the information about my nine-month coaching process. Read through that, see if it really resonates for you. And then if it does, click on the apply button. You'll answer a couple questions and then I'll review your application. And if it's approved, then I will give you a spot on my calendar to talk more about coaching and learn all about what you want to create together. All right. So that's everything. As always, the links are always in the show notes, especially for the application. And uh, I'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Become an Unstoppable Woman. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you get new episodes every Monday. And I'd love it if you left a review for the show too, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you want even more from the show, come join the conversation online in my community. Each week we break down the episode and you have a private space to ask your questions. To join, go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash community. And if you feel like you're really ready to change your life, let's work together in my coaching programs. I have a free assessment that's the first step to seeing if we're a good fit. Just go to lindsayepreston.com forward slash assessment to take it now. Thanks again for tuning into the show today. I'm so grateful you're here and I'll see you next time. 
But until we meet again, remember my friend, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself, you got this.